the key messages I take away from my next guest, Dr. Nicole Rivera, is around getting balance and how she failed to get balance in building a business originally, and she's learned the lessons. And those lessons are what she now brings to her clients now in a medical sense and in a business sense. But how to get that integrative approach to helping you build your business and your life. And the key bit I take away from that beneath it is actually being aware of the symptoms that we often take for granted. Maybe it's just not a case of getting old. Maybe there's something else that we need to deal with beforehand that might help us in the long run. So when you next have an aching knee, a sore head, or actually other ailments, just look beneath what's going on. Don't just take the aspirin, but question what it is, and find out what's really happening, because the parallel could be in your business, and you might be able to unlock both by seeing an integrative specialist rather than just the specialist you've been seeing before. Enjoy the show, and as always, let me know what you think. Let me know of actions you might want to take. As I always say, I can't hold you to account, but what I can do is ask questions that might help you get to a better space so you can achieve what you're looking for in your business and your life. Welcome to Dr. Nicole Rivera in the show. Welcome back to Sparks by Eganium. This week's episode, I'm joined again by Dr. Nicole Rivera. You may recall Dr. Nicole talked to me a few weeks back about some of the issues that she sees with both her business coaching and her medical practice. So she's helping people from a functional medicine point of view heal themselves and heal their business at the same time. When we talk about healing their business, often people get confused what that means. But really, it's about understanding and digging beneath the surface. Because I was once told a phrase that actually prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. In my view, we need to diagnose what's really going on. So I'm going to pick up with Nicole on one specific phrase that she used last time, and that word is don't guess, test. So Dr. Nicole, welcome back to Spark by Ignium. Don't guess, test. What does it mean? <laughs> the motto of my life. <laughs> um, I, I think at the end of the day is when it comes down, and this is interesting because when it comes down to figuring out what is going on, you need to do the right testing to diagnose, but it's even important when it comes down to being methodical in the implementation of, of strategy is that that should really be dictated by objective data. So it's not even just about digging into what is the root, but it's also about creating that roadmap. And this is something that we've implemented from the health perspective and it never ceases to amaze me how much the background of being a practitioner and working with patients, how that overlaps into running a business. And I may, I think I said this last time is that when I was thinking about how I wanted to work with coaching clients, you know, I, you know, you're, we all do this. We're racking our head around, like, what's the best starting point and what do we do and this and that. And I had a, a strategy call with an individual and I was just like, whoa, 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 we got we to gotta take a step back here because they were asking, you know, what's your process and how are you going to guarantee that I'm going to make more money and, you know, and what are you going to give me essentially? What's your like cookie cutter program? And I was like, well, that's you suggesting that you have the same exact goals as I do. And then the same exact goals as everybody else who maybe is in this cookie cutter program. I go, we need to start with, first of all, what do you want? 
what are your personal goals? Like, is it for you to, you know, have more time with your family, for you to have multiple businesses, for you to, you know, do speaking engagements and have your business run itself? Like there's all of those factors that we need to consider. And then we need to look at what is happening in your business. And we need to take the, your business through some diagnostics. And we need to figure out, you know, where is the kink in the chain? Because when you're in it, it's really hard. And I know that it was really hard for me to see what I couldn't see, essentially. <laughs> you know, I couldn't see what was going wrong in my business because I was so in it. And I think that's the big thing, isn't it? And you mentioned this last time that you made um, a lot of business owners, and we see it all, and you mentioned your new team one, and I'm saying, well, well we just because we can do it all doesn't mean we have to. But to start with, when we're running a business, we think we have to do, do it all. And I had a, actually had a call with a client this morning who's just set up a new business. And he said, Bill, help, I'm feeling overwhelmed with all this stuff going on. Yeah. And I had to bring him back to basis and say, actually, and I went to his name, because he will be listening, you just need to get focused on who else you need to bring in to do this, because you can't do it all. And he recognizes that. But sometimes we get overwhelmed with it all because you're in it too deep. Um, so, so I think there's a lot there, isn't there, which we're going to unpack on over time. And I think the bit for me that you just there is just because you come to me expecting an answer doesn't mean we can get the same answer as you as we have someone else. You have to understand what your goals are, what your aspirations are, where do you want to go? Because actually, if we take different routes, we'll end up different directions. And I always come back to it and say that most people come to us for one of four reasons. More time, less stress, more fun, or more money. And one of those is the overriding thing. And often people say, no, it's all about money, or it's all about I need more time. But then we have to dig beneath the surface and okay, what's really stopping them getting more time? What's stopping them? And if often if they say it's more money, I find it's not really more money. The bit they come and thank us for later in the journey is, is I glibly say, giving them their life back, reducing stress, increasing time, they can have more fun in the business. And then money flows. It's almost like I'm blocking it and pulling it through. Um, it's, it's so unbelievably true. But the unfortunate thing is a lot of us learn that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, and we do. We learn it because we get to that point of burnout, which you mentioned last time, where you just can't get out of that hole you dug yourself in. And it's interesting because I know that we talked about the my practice and how there's all these, and, and something that I introduce a lot of entrepreneurs to, I introduce them to these really amazing biohacking technologies that help them be more productive and help them feel more clear and more energized. And, and it's great. So I was using all of those things. And so I was probably able to surpass burnout because I had all these great tools, but unfortunately you still get to the same end result. It just took me longer because I had all of these great modalities to get me out of the burnout quicker, to help me have more energy and push through really hard times. So it was a solid 10 years of, you know, going, 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 going to then just realize that so much of that, that effort, I don't want to say it fell flat. It was just so much effort to not necessarily move the needle as far as it should have with the amount of effort that was going in. And it's because of the lack of in infrastructure, but also the lack of balance. There was no personal life. There was, it was business, 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 business. And you just get to a point in time that you're just like, no, this is not what I want anymore. This is, it's time to have that balance. 
And now when you have that balance and you have the time and you have the fun and you have, you have that ability to create and you have that ability to be more inspired, that's when everything grows and flourishes. I love that. And I love that. And interestingly, I grew up with parents who ran their own business. So from 1982, which ages me, my parents set up their own business. So I spent the next 30 years living with them, going through, going through the pains of running their own business, seeing what they did up to the point where they sold it. Um, now, interestingly, you work with your husband in your practice as well. So, so that, that journey is interesting, and I've got experience of it firsthand. Um, my wife would never want to come and work with me because she knows what I'm like when, it, when I'm working. But actually, I think you've got that really close relationship um, that you have to bend yourself over in one way to deal with the personal relationship and you've got to bend another way to deal with the business relationship and you've got to come together to make sure that relationship comes together and builds for the future yeah you have to be very methodical on your communication and I actually and I it's it was not in my my intention but I end up working with a lot of couples that are in business together and I found that very interesting because it wasn't something necessarily in my marketing, but I think that they're attracted to the fact that we, I'm, I've worked in the same capacity and my husband and I, though, we would sit down every week to have a meeting. We would fight within like five minutes. And I'm just like, gosh, this is, this is ridiculous. Like how, can, what, like, I'm not, we're not even mad. We're just like, but we cannot get through a conversation that is, you know, supposed to be this methodical strategic conversation about, you know, so we can walk into our meetings with our team clear on the same page, which creates obviously a more effective cascading message. And we realized that it wasn't, it wasn't even necessarily about the structure of the meeting. It was about um, the environment. So we actually started, we, we would, uh, when we were living in New Jersey, it was, you know, only nice out three months of the, out of the year, unfortunately, but um, we would ride our bikes once it started getting warm out. And we would have the best conversations about business, about vision, about goals while we were riding our bikes. And I was like, huh, maybe we should start actually having our meetings while we're out either walking, running, hiking, whatever we're doing. And that is actually how we had our weekly meeting together was doing some type of outdoor activity out in nature. And that just allowed us to communicate better. It's int very interesting. So I help a lot of couples figure out what that is for them. Because it doesn't mean, you know, that's going to work for them. But what is that for them that they can communicate better? Because what I find is if you're in business together as a couple, and then you walk into a meeting with your team unprepared, and then somebody says the wrong thing, and you can't help but the emotions show on your face, it's awkward for your team, number one. And number two is as soon as that, you know, dynamic shifts, no one's listening anymore. And you're actually not creating a, an effective cascading message, which then causes them to not cascade to their teams. So it's a whole issue. And, and it starts with that communication, doesn't it? You said about the communication originally, because you, you put in place your husband, but that's the key bit, isn't it, to get that right. But actually the key message is communicating with ourselves about how we work together. And I've often often seen this with couples or family businesses where we have to have a have to have a couple of points and say, okay, we're doing business at this point, or we're doing family life. And actually, if you get the two confused, 
especially if you have kids as well, you know, getting that message across to yourself, say, okay, at six o'clock this evening, I'm stopping work and I'm going to switch into mum mode or dad mode. I'm becoming working with the kids again. I find this is one of the biggest issues that people have to deal with. Um, and, and we always talk about people, you know, taking work home with them, especially when they're in startup or scale up mode, because it's a busy time. You've got a lot going on, but you have to get that balance with, with family and business. You have to have boundaries with it too, because I have still work with my sister and there were moments that I can tell that she was speaking to me. She was speaking to me in a way that she wouldn't normally speak to her boss, like another boss. And I just was like, I just want to be clear. Are you wearing your sister hat right now? Or are you wearing a professional hat? Because when we're in the office, we only wear professional hats and you need to rethink how you're communicating this because I, I don't think that you would be communicating like this with um, your boss at a different company. And so it, you know, we had to create those boundaries and that awareness. And then we definitely saw that shift, but we would always say, which hat are you wearing right now? Like, especially me and my husband, you know, which hat are are you wearing, you know, doctor professional hat, or are you wearing husband hat? (laughs) My my kids often, uh, Make out of me by saying if ever they watch one of my videos, uh, they say, Dad, you've got your business voice on. <laughs> I, I was in Dallas last week and uh, I sent them back a little video of what I was doing. And, it, and, and they said to me both after, they said, it's, it's your business voice you've got on it, not, not your dad's voice. Said, you know, that's what I was doing. I was in Dallas on business, but obviously the video that I sent them came across as dad in business mode. I love it. <laughs> you mentioned this, you know, we're all humans in business. Therefore, we've got to bring the human side of us to business, but we have to understand, okay, how do we become more professional? And we professionalize what we're doing, whether we're a family business or a couple's business, to move forward. Otherwise, we do get stuck, and it can be it can be the make or break of relationships. Um, I look back and now, and I don't know how my parents managed to work from 1982 to 2010, working in the same office together all the time. It's a tough job, tough job. I don't know what they did. Um, I should answer more. I do feel like with that, um, and I, I wouldn't say it's just families, but there's a lot of accommodating that happens in, in business. And, you know, even to the individuals that I, I was working with just late last week. And, you know, we were trying, we had to take a step back because we're just trying to get clear on who is going to take on, you know, a leadership role in the company. And the, the wife kept saying, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And there was something in her tone that asked, that told me to start digging and to ask more questions around it. And I, you know, it was like at at the end of the day, if money was no, um, no issue, um, what would you be filling your time with? And she's like, well, I, with, with some patience. And I was like, okay, so why are you not seeing patients now? She's like, well, it's really hard for me to grow my business within this business because, you know, everybody wants to see the doctor and her her husband. And I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's talk about this more. So we really uncovered that she is bored. Essentially, she doesn't have enough patients. So she's just distracting herself to feel like she is contributing. Um, and she's, you know, playing office manager role, but doesn't really want to do that. And if she was to have her patient list full tomorrow, she would be over the moon happy to just move on and do that. I was like, so we're not going to sit here and create, we're not going to create you as the, the manager, the, the leader of this company 
the goal is to not do that. We need to just hire someone to do that so that you have the ability to grow your, your practice. Um, so it was, it was a very interesting thing that was uncovered. Um, but I know that, that my husband did the same thing. He did a lot of things in the business because it's what the business needed. And he felt an obligation to do that. And we have to be able as coaches to ask our clients, you know, what is it that you truly want to do? And why are we waiting? Why are we waiting to get you to that place? And, and that's where that delegation comes in. And sometimes that delegation costs money, but that's the cool thing about what we do with scaling up and, and three hag is how do we make that money make sense by getting, you know, you to maybe generate more revenue doing what you really want to do. That's and, and interesting. Actually, I think that thing about, you know, getting it to generate what you really want to do, because a lot of people go into business because they're technically good at doing something, whether they're an engineer or an architect or a lawyer or a doctor, and then they find themselves stuck into the business. And interesting, actually, I was having a conversation at a bar in Dallas last week with a, an ENT doctor. And he was talking about how he's trying to build out his practice. And he said, the problem is exactly as you said, everybody wants to see the doctor. So he's trying to build it and he wants to build a practice. But he realized also his medical training is what's got him there. And it's this step between becoming a technical expert in what you do as an EMP specialist and actually stepping up into running a business, which is a different skill set. And he was trying to battle with how to make that come alive. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Think about you know, where do you want to be in the future? What does the future look like for you if you could really create it? And then look at what's the path you've been in place to get you from point A to point B in the best possible time, because that's what matters ultimately, getting you there in the best way and, and in the best shape as well. I'll tell you exactly what happens with doctors, though, is that everybody wants to see the doctor. So you get into it because you're the doctor, you have that degree. And the, obviously it makes sense. Like I am an ENT, I'm going to then go and be a, a doctor of ENT. And then you get burnt out because everybody needs to see you. You need to show up every day. You have this brick and mortar. You have this obligation to patients. And then you realize, well, I need to run the business too. So why don't I just then step away from the patients so I can have a little bit more freedom and I'll run the business so I don't have, like, I don't have to be there nine to five because I have patients back to back to back to back to back. So there's that sense of freedom of, I don't have that like regimented schedule. So why don't I just run the business and I'll hire other doctors, but then everybody wants to see you because you're the head honcho doctor that everybody knows. And it's like this cycle and this spiral downward. And, and then the reason they're saying, let me run the business is just because they're trying to like give themselves more flexibility and more freedom, but they don't actually enjoy that. So it's such an interesting industry. And I, I just feel so passionate to help them to bridge that gap because it doesn't have to be that black and white. And, and it's okay if you, you want to work with patients, but maybe work with like a half the capacity that you do. Um, yeah, so it's it's very very interesting, and I know it because I I dealt with it. I was terrified when I created when I realized I was trapped to my brick and mortar. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is this is not this is terrifying. Yeah, and interesting. I think the reason it's terrifying. If I just think about this gentleman called John that I was talking about at the bar, 
Um, he was there for an ENT specialist conference in Dallas at the same time. So there's lots of other people in the same book. And he said, the problem is I see patients 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Then I go home and I work on the business from 8 p.m. till midnight every day. That's his life. And he's got into this cycle there. So he's trying to manage the business on a four-hour window. He doesn't see his family because he's got four hours a night managing the business once he's done his day job. And I think that's what we often see. And, uh, and one of the big things that you've talked about a few times, and I use this same metaphor in terms of this burnout that happens. And you've been there. You've experienced it. You know what it's like. So you're putting in place the mechanisms to improve. Um, but one thing you talked about to me before, you know, when we look at our health, often the burnout comes at a time as something else has gone on around us as well. So we, we almost exacerbate the, 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 the implications of the burnout because something else is happening. I wonder if we can just talk about that bit, because I think that's, you know, that's where your specialization is in terms of what you've learned from the people as a story. Where do, where do we go with that? Because I think that's a, that's a powerful piece. I hear you, and you know, when I say this, a lot of people are like, oh, I experienced that. Um, but what happens to a lot of people is that they all of a sudden have this onset of symptoms and they say like, gosh, I got really burnt out at work. And then all of a sudden my joints were killing me. And I, or, you know, I was having all of these muscle problems, or I started having migraines. I've never had migraines in my whole life. And, oh, I started having heart palpitations. I thought I was having a heart attack, but like, I've never had a cardiovascular issue. My blood pressure is perfect. And they're like, it just doesn't make sense. I was so healthy. I was so healthy. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And what happens is that there is a catalyst. There is a catalyst that brings all of these things that were happening to the surface. And I think that's a very important point to drive home for people is that unfortunately in this day and age, it's very hard to be in perfect health because there is toxicity all around us, you know, from tap water to pesticides on the food to you know, different bacteria and viruses we're exposed to on a daily basis. You know, there, there's a lot of things that we're not often thinking about. And it's a compounding effect over time. And the little things that we experience, like the occasional reflux or burping or the occasional headache or the occasional achiness, and we call it getting old, you know, oh, I'm getting old. That's why I have these different, you know, ailments. But what it really is, is those are just signs saying, hey, something's going on here. But often we live in a model that you just, you can take the Tylenol, you can take the aspirin and it goes away. You take your, you know, your Tums or your antacid and your, you know, your reflux goes away. So it's a compounding, compounding, compounding. And then of course our stress is compounding as business owners, entrepreneurs, and then all of a sudden we have this, you know, we hit this ultimate burnout and we have this overwhelming amount of symptoms that happen. And we just are like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can get out of bed. I don't know how I'm going to function. And we need to just understand that it's not necessarily just about the stress. It's not just about the business. It's, it's not just about your health. It's, the conglomeration of it all. I think that's really interesting, isn't it? So, so there's a whole lot of things you mentioned there in terms of this, this you know, we often see the symptom of the headache or the reflux or, or some other joint ache or whatever it is. And we put it down to age and I often talk about these things. Um, but actually, you're right. There's something else underlying it. And then you compound that with the stress of what's going on in, in business. 
and your family life as well. We're trying to you know, integrate the two elements there. There's a big issue there for a lot of business owners. They just don't, they don't notice these things. So what, one of the things that we can we can do as business owners, you know, from your perspective, you're a business owner, you're a, you're a coach as a business coach, and you've got the medical background. What do we need to do as business owners to, to, to help ourselves before, it, before it's too late? Yeah, <laughs> of course. So I, I think the, and things might be a little bit different in the UK compared to the US. Um, so... I don't, I've definitely worked with individuals in the UK as well as in uh, the EU. And I know that there is, there is some similarities when it comes to healthcare, but then there is obviously differences. But I think the common denominator that I see is that people are getting a clean bill of health, but they know they don't feel great, but they don't feel bad per se. But, you know, again, the occasional headaches, the occasional stomach aches, the occasional achiness. And then we say, you know, we're getting old and that's probably why we feel the way we do. They go, they get their routine blood work, their routine physical. And it's like, well, everything looks pretty good. But what people need to know is that what they are running is classified as a basic CBC CMP, which are, it's like the bare minimum of blood work. It's bare minimum of testing. And there is so much more comprehensive testing that could be done to, first of all, figure out if you have something serious going on, but even just to do a more comprehensive routine testing, just so you don't have to have those little minor aches and pains and brain fog and, you know, stomach issues. So that's what I think a lot of people are not necessarily understanding is that they're like, but I was so healthy and then I wasn't. And it's just like, no, you just didn't know what you didn't know because you didn't have better testing. So if we can have better information about our bodies, then we can do more for it to be proactive and preventative. And when that being proactive and being preventative, the other thing that I hear on a consistent basis is that we think that going to the gym once a week, twice a week, Maybe people go six days a week and they think that when they, people say I'm really healthy or I make an effort to be healthy, I always ask, well, what does that look like to you? And it's, I try to eat good and I also work out. That's the two things that people equate to health and they're not wrong, but in my world, there are so many other things that you could be doing that will help your health as well. So it's funny, I will show you eventually, but it's not completely set up because I just moved to my house in South Carolina. But in, uh, in the upstairs, we have uh, an infrared sauna, we have a hyperbaric chamber, we have infrared red light, we have a detoxification foot bath, we have um, tuning forks, which people will think that's super weird and woo woo, but I was literally doing it this morning because it helps with my lymph to drain. Um, so I was doing it over my sinuses. So we have all these different things. And I'm not saying that everybody needs those modalities, but they are depending on who you are. And once you have that blueprint of your body, that's the great thing is like, I'll let people know and say, based on what I see in your body, your genetics, your DNA, like you should really invest in an infrared sauna because your lymph is your most vulnerable part of your system. 
So if you constantly have lymph blockages, AKA what a lymph blockage looks like is people that constantly get swelling in their hands, like their, their rings are tight. Um, they get swollen glands, but women say I have a fat neck <laughs> or they get um, water retention in their lower legs, like their ankles. So that's lymphatic drainage issues. So someone like that, you can have something like an infrared sauna in your house that is like obviously very nice, very relaxing, but that is something that could be very preventative to your system that will also prevent cardiovascular issues in the future. So the interesting thing there is it's about this diagnosis to understand what's really going on with the individual. It's a bit like you do with a business coach and you find out what's really happening, but then find out and be specific. And, and the bit you mentioned there about, you know, you mentioned that people do basic blood work and they're in the UK, we're very lucky to have a national health service that does basic blood work for most people. But to get more, you need to push, push, push. But also then there's a number of companies setting up to do this blood testing and to really give you detailed analysis on it. Um, and I think the bit that I see is missing, and, and you probably have got more experience on this in the US than we have in the UK, is that link between, hey, I could go and get some blood tests done, but then what does it mean, the so what factor? And what you're bringing to it is say, okay, this is what you can do with your, your hyperbaric chamber with the, um, the infrared sauna. You can actually prescribe some, some um, remedy to the ailment that you're seeing that the blood test is actually also seeing as well. And I think having that, that testing diagnosis and some form of plan for them is the key bit for, for people in general, not just business owners, help them move forward. But we, we have in the UK, but you have to go finding it. Yeah. It's the cool thing about um, my husband actually created a very specific technique. And what he does um, outside of the human behavior work that we talked about last time is that he actually takes, so I will do diagnostic testing. Um, we do DNA testing. So DNA and genetics are different just so people are aware. So we're looking at like what's stressing your DNA. If that's an infection, if that is, um, you know, Lyme disease, if that's mold toxicity, if it's some type of heavy metal toxicity, pesticide toxicity, we're looking at like what's stressing the DNA. And then a technique that he created is actually looking at what neutralizes the stress on the DNA. So he's able to say like, hey, you actually have stress in the liver caused by mercury toxicity because you ate canned tuna fish every day of your childhood and you have a bunch of silver fillings in your teeth, but this is what's going to neutralize the stress. And that, that might be a red light therapy on the liver, or it might be certain types of supplements that help to pull mercury out of the body. So that's what I was talking about before. Of It's not necessarily just doing the diagnostics on like what is going on, what's the root cause, but there is the ability to do diagnostics on what do you actually need to get better? Yeah, I love it. And interestingly, I, I was listening to one of your podcast episodes in the gym recently, um, and you were talking about this for yourself when you discovered some of these things. So it's really interesting. You're, you're doing to yourself the same you do to other people. Like that process. I think that's really interesting. Having heard that. That's why I'm so like diehard passionate about it because I just felt like I wasted so much time and money and just like playing the, the guessing game. And when my, you know, my husband, he learned a technique and then he just evolved it. And I was like, my gosh, like, this is, this is what it's all about is to like, because as entrepreneurs, all we want to do is we want to save time and money. And it's like, what better way is to save time and money is to be able to leverage better testing around your health, but also to be equipped with modalities that allow you to stay healthy and be more productive and have more energy and be 
like be more clear so you could be more inspired. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that we're going to come to the end of this podcast in a minute. And again, there's loads of questions I've got thinking about as we're talking now. But one of the questions here, if I I'll make that parallel between business coaching and, and medical coaching, depending on what you're doing, um, yeah. you're, you're coaching someone around it and you're helping people get somewhere quicker. Some people will be open to that type of conversation, others won't. Others will want to persevere on their own and do it on their own because they've always done it. Or, yeah. or they don't know what they don't know, which is a phrase you've used a number of times. But what I'm hearing is, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to live a healthy life. We all want to live as long as, well, I say this from a personal perspective, want to live as long as possible. We want to be healthy in that life as well. We also want a business that supports our life. And again, that's about those choices we make in terms of what's our expectation. What's right for me might not be right for somebody else because I've got expectations of one thing, other people have got something else. But the key that I come back to is having that coach in your life, that person like you who can put the hat on and say, what do you need? How do we help you get there? Because actually we've got some experience that might be able to do it better for you and help you better. And that's not just from a business perspective, but actually that's about the whole person, the whole body, which is the fascinating piece there because a lot of people get stuck into, I just need my business coach. What they actually need is a surrounding of a number of other people that can also yeah. help them as well. It's interesting what you just said, because as we wrap up, I'm just going to tell like a quick story around this. So um, we have uh, an individual that we're working with uh, coaching wise. And um, one of the biggest hangups was around his BHAG. And he just was like, I just feel like I'm not getting it right. I'm not getting it right. And he was very frustrated. And, uh, you know, we just kind of were coaching him around, like it's a work in progress. It doesn't have to be perfect. Let's not create like an analysis paralysis situation. Um, but let's dig in and, and really try to figure out where these blocks are. So fast forward, we had our next session and uh, he's like, I'm sorry, I've been a little bit MIA, uh, but I um, am dealing with health issues. And I was like, okay, so tell me more. Cause of course now my, my doctor hat goes on and, um, my husband and I are both on the call together, um, for that specific session. And he says, well, I actually just found out I have blood clots all over my body. And so I, I'm the biochemical person. So I'm like biochemically like, okay, it could be this, 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 and this, we need to do testing. And then my husband, they had a separate conversation from a human behavior uh, perspective because we infiltrate that into our coaching. And he goes, that makes a lot of sense. My husband says that. And I go, where, what, what do you, where, what's going on here? And he's like, well, um, blood clots are stagnation, stagnant blood. He's like, and one of the primary things that we talked about in your last session is that you feel stagnant in your business professionally. And, you know, just then was creating that overlap of sometimes things show up in your health because it is pretty much screaming to you about other aspects of your life that you're not willing to acknowledge. And it was just such an interesting moment because as we have health things come up, it's not necessarily always about you know, what, oh, what's, do you genetically have issues with your cardiovascular system? Maybe you were prone to this. Maybe it's your family history. Like sometimes it's synonymous with what is actually our biggest limiting belief or our biggest obstacle personally and professionally. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I love that in terms of actually what's showing up one place is also showing up somewhere else. So I said the whole of that body, that system is broken in certain ways because of that stagnation in the business, stagnation in the, the 
blood stagnation in their life. There's something else which needs to be unblocked to enable them to move forward. Interesting that your husband came up with that. Okay, so what's the what's the solution to that sort of thing? Because that's the thing that everyone listening is saying, hey, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's um and, and it's multifaceted. It's you know, for him, uh, we ended up uh we asked him, you know, send us over some of the testing that you did with your previous doctor and you know, evaluating to see like are there different things that can be done from a remedy perspective, you know, is there certain, you know, certain things that we can implement to help with the blood clotting. Um, just a sidebar, um, garlic, freeze-dried garlic is one of the best things for blood clots. And I say that now just because I know that so many people are dealing with uh, clotting issues post COVID. So, um, but eating garlic, but taking like a garlic supplement is really fantastic as well. So there are things like that that can be very beneficial, but then at the same time is that that is going to continue to linger until he is able to put himself in a position to not feel stagnant with his business and professional life. And that is one of the great things is we're bridging those two worlds. So we're working with him to get himself in a position that he's now doing what he really wants to do and feels inspired again and feels that he's growing um, personally and professionally. But then also here are some remedies that will specifically help with the biochemical aspect of the clotting. Yeah, I love that. And I love that about bridging the two worlds because that's what you bring together. That's the, that's the power of what you do in your business. It's, it's business coaching, and the life, I said life coaching, it's not life coaching, uh, the, the therapy, the counseling, the, yeah. um, the the work you do around that to find out what's going on first, but then providing the medical inter- intervention to help with that. And also the holistic intervention as well, because it's not all medical, in the classification medical medics that you work with, the, uh, the functional medicine. But you bring that whole picture together, that holistic world, I think is key. Um, yeah. So, Dr. Nicole, this has been—it's been a fascinating conversation again, and I think the, the key bits I take with it from this around, um, you know, being cautious of what's going on for us, being cautious of the ailments that we're suffering, and just not not taking for granted that it's just about getting old or it's about what I am, but actually exploring yeah. <laughs> more about it and understanding where there's a parallel between what you are suffering in your business and what you're suffering in your personal life. Because actually, maybe the two have got the same underlying symptom at some level, mm-hmm. and we need to unblock that somewhere. Because that's the key to what you do. 100%. I'm laughing because one of, one of the biggest aha moments, I'll never forget the woman's face, is that she's like, you know, my knee, my knee is so bad. It's, and she's like, it's because I'm getting old. And I go, well, yeah. how's your left knee? And she's like, well, my left knee feels fine. I go, your knees are the same age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. She was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, and, and interesting because I'm sure from an Eastern medicine point of view, there's probably a symbolic knee uh, message between different knees as well. I don't know, but I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe there is a difference. Yeah, these right. have a lot to do with um, the ability to to take a step forward in your life. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. So maybe you need to take a step forward on a different footing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> left foot forward rather than right foot forward. Right? I love that. It's too funny. It's been a wonderful conversation, Dave. Thank you. And I'm sure yes. we've got lots of conversational points out of this that they can take away and do something with. Because I think the key is, you know, we can listen to the two of us having a conversation, but actually there's some key nuggets there that people I think should be able to pick up on um, and, and go forward. And I think the, the bit I take away as well is uh, maybe we in the UK need to listen out for, for more people like you who do this holistic approach to what we are, um, rather than just relying on the traditional it's really lacking in, um, you know, in the U.S. it is definitely more well known, but I know in a lot of other parts of the world it's it's really 
non-existent essentially. Um, but it's, I think it's just all doctors. They, a lot of them are getting to a point in their career that they're realizing that being that specialist or being in that bubble of a specialty is not, um, it's not working well for the patients and the patients are, you know, things are getting more complex than easier. I think back in the day, it used to be pretty straightforward. Oh, you have a knee problem. You know, you go to your orthopedic and you're, you're good to go. But now there is so many other layers, you know, there's, there's people that have Lyme disease that, um, those spirochetes are in that knee. And it's, so it's not a, an orthopedic musculoskeletal issue at all. It's, it's actually an infectious disease issue. So it's like doctors, it's not that every doctor should know all of the different specialties. It's just, we need to be better at case managing and we need to be better at referring and communicating. And it's just unfortunate that a lot of doctors are not trained that way. Um, and it's like, no, what I do is great and the best. Um, and I'm not willing to refer out even though, you know, it's outside of the wheelhouse. So I, I would love to see medicine go in that direction is that there's more collaboration. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think part of the issue is time, time to do it. We all see, you know, in the UK, we see it. Doctors are under pressure all the time to do what they're doing. Um, so it does take someone to step back and, and look at how they get their own balance and, and become integrative in what they're approaches as opposed to just being focused on those those specific things and looking outside the field to say okay how else can I help this person with these symptoms the same as we do with business coaching it's understanding that actually the symptoms you provide to me may not be actually the thing that other people see we just need to look at how do we find you and help you get to the end result you're looking for and we do that in many different ways um, and knowing everybody's different you know what I need and what you need are very different. And even though you and I could both have the same thing, we could have the same exact diagnosis, but the way I need to heal that and the way you need to heal that are very different. Yeah, yeah, very good. Dr. Nicole, thank you. It's a, a great pleasure to talk to you again. And we'll put show notes together for this as we always do. Um, and just remind the listeners, where can they find you? Just from a real point of where can they go and find Dr. Nicole Rivera? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. So I have two accounts. I have Dr. Nicole Rivera. And then I also have Integrative Wellness Group. Um, actually, I have three accounts. I also have the Integrative Growth Institute. I am working on bridging all of those brands together. <laughs> And then also, if you're looking for any more information on more of the medical side, we have the Integrative Wellness Radio on iTunes. And we also talk about a lot of things we talked about today when, with bridging the health piece with the business piece. And that's actually the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast. And I can highly recommend both of those. I've listened to Integrative Wellness Radio a number of times now. Um, and listening to the stories there, I think are really fascinating. So, so I'd recommend people go and listen to either of those or both of those. Um, and check out Nicola on um, Instagram as well. Lots of goodness with that. So thank you, Dr. Nicola Rivera. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to doing it again someday soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I've enjoyed recording it. This is just one of the great conversations I've had the privilege of being part of since I started recording the Sparks Baconian podcast. So please go back and listen to some of the others. There's some great content in there, some great contributors. And also... While you're at it, please leave a review of this show with your comments because that helps other people like you find this content. And we want to bring about the change that we really know matters to people. It helps us grow. And also, think about what actions you want to take because there's no point just listening passively. We want you to pick it up and do something with it. So what are the three key things you want to do? I can't hold you accountable, but if you want to, drop me a note, phil at igniumconsult.com. 
We're always keen to listen to what you have to say and actually introduce guests to us that you do think will bring relevance to other people. We wish you well. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Give us a review. Thank you.